I'm used to walking around when I give my homilies, but there's not a whole lot of room here. And if I fall off, it's going to be a short homily. Pray. Not that I fall off. Growing up in Boston, I always looked forward to the summer. Summertime meant I could get out of the city. My parents have a little cottage up in Lake Champlain in Vermont. And so that meant that's where I would spend my whole summer. It also meant I'd be able to spend some time with my grandparents. Grandparents have a special way of making their grandchildren feel especially special. I think I'm, I'm one of maybe nine grandchildren, but between you and me, I'm their favorite. <laughs> one of the things that my grandfather did with each of us is he taught us how to, to ride the lawnmower. Basically, he was looking for you know, some free labor to do several acres to mow it. But I don't know, it's probably or maybe I remember around nine or ten years old where he would let me ride it by myself. And he told me he wanted to keep it in a, a low gear so that it would be safe. And so it would take over an hour to do his lawn. And I, as I look back at it, I, I remember like when I would be out of sight, his line of sight, I would shift into a higher gear. And, and before I came back, into his line of sight, I would downshift it and slow it down. And it didn't dawn on me at the time. He's probably sitting there in the garage just smiling to himself, hearing the, the tractor go from a high gear to a low gear. But he never said anything. But what I really look forward to after is that I'd go into the, into the garage and he'd be sitting there on a little rocking chair in the shade and he'd say, Sean, go into house, go into the fridge, get yourself a nice Pepsi. So I went in, remember those glass bottles, the thick ones? So cold. I'd go out there and I'd be sitting with my grandfather and we'd be enjoying my amazing job that I did on the lawn. And I'd be taking, I remember that first swig of that Pepsi and it was just this ah, feeling, a beautiful moment. And inevitably, my grandfather would say, Sean, are you with me? And I would say, yes, Poppy, I'm with you. At the time, I don't think I understood the depth of what he was saying. I'm like, okay, yeah, well, physically, yeah, I'm with you. Mentally, I'm not daydreaming. But I think what he was saying is, is are you enjoying this moment as much as I am with you? You know, this year, 2020, I think it's safe to say it's been a challenging year for all of us. In the midst of this pandemic, we've experienced economic tension, racial tensions, and I think, you know, political tensions. But more than all those, I think because of the social distancing there's been a variety of us experiencing this emotional tension because with the social distancing very often comes an emotional distancing, a feeling, a, a disconnect from our family, from our friends, from our church community, and maybe even from our, from our God. 
as our doors were shut for a period of time and we weren't able to come. People have just shared with me, they, they felt a, a disconnect, distant from God. There's a big difference between solitude and being alone. During this time of imposed self social distancing, I know there's some people who've just really been able to use that time almost like a retreat. Use that time for solitude. And when when you're alone with God, you never feel alone. But not everyone's been able to do that. Some people really struggled with that disconnect and social distancing. And they feel the the pain and the void of their family being there, being able to visit them. How many times when I go to the hospital or the nursing home, I'm visiting someone's loved one who's unable to be there at their bedside. And I know that that's very painful. There's an emotional, sometimes physical, and spiritual devastation during those times. But I've been amazed at the power of God's Word throughout the different seasons that we've been in throughout this year. We almost have come full circle. The power of God's Word, the power of the Gospel to speak to our situation we find ourselves in each and every day. The power of the Gospel and the message of Lent as we were all really forced into our own retreat to prepare for Easter. The power and the promise of the resurrection, that in the midst of darkness, in the midst of death, the power of the resurrection reminds us God has the last word, and that he's triumphant, and that there is hope, and death doesn't have the last word. Pentecost, we've celebrated that, to be encouraged that We do have the gift of the Holy Spirit within us. Even during those times where we maybe felt distance and not able to receive the sacraments. But the one thing that ties all these different seasons together, and I think it's highlighted for us today, is the message and the meaning of Emmanuel. Isaiah said it. He prophesied. A virgin will conceive and bear a son, a savior for you. And you shall call him Emmanuel. You shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. He was born so that he could die, so he could rise from the dead, so that he could enter into our story, so he could be with us in every season of our life, whatever season you found yourself in in this past year, as I stand before you, I swear to God you are not alone. And it's almost like Jesus is saying to us, reminding us today, are you with me? Because I was born to be with you so you would never feel abandoned, so you'd never feel alone. So you would never feel that no one cares or understands your pain. That's what we celebrate. This, this Mass we call, we call Christmas. We, Christmas is Christ's Mass. That's the origin of the word. 
What we need to hear, more than we need to hear Christmas music, and it's beautiful, and I know it helps us get into the Christmas spirit. We need to hear something more than just wrapping paper being ripped asunder. We need to hear, I believe the Lord whispered to us, are you with me? And for us to be able to respond and recognize, yes, Jesus, I am with you. And I'm grateful that you were born so that I could be near you. And not just near you, so that I could hold you. Is that not the gift of the Eucharist? Is that not the gift of the Mass? We can find many reasons not to come to church, but we only need one, that He waits for us in the Eucharist so that we can behold Him and be held by Him, so that we can be close to Him and bring Him into our hearts, into our souls, into our bloodstreams, into our bodies. The gift of the Eucharist is the most amazing gift. And throughout the Mass, it's just, it unfolds. It's almost like unwrapping a gift until we come to the point where we're able to receive Him. Let's pray for the grace. As we continue with Christ's Mass, with Christmas, that we might hear that echo in our heart, are you with me? And as we hear it, we can respond, yes, Lord, I am with you. I'm grateful that you were born to be with me. And I want to, I want to savor the gift that you give me, not just this Christmas, but every time I come to Mass, to Christ's Mass. Amen?